check, check, mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Weekend off in the series last weekend, but we are back. Seattle this weekend. 2018 Monster Energy Supercross Series. It looks like it's going to be a mutter, and it is going to be gnarly. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the Moto 60 Show. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, 702-586-7857. If you want to talk Seattle, if you want to talk Indy, you want to talk about the outdoors coming up, Give us a call. We're going to give away a set of 2018 and a half kinetic mesh gear from the folks at Fly Racing. Flyracing.com, bro, the best gear out there. Please check them out. Whether you're Weston Pike, whether you're Blake Baggett, whether you're Adam Entignab, Zach Osborne, Flyracing.com has got you covered, as well as for watercraft needs coming up here shortly. Snowmobile stuff uh, for your, your day-to-day life if you're in the winter. And uh, much, much more. Hard parts line as well. Flyracing.com. Please check them out. Mountain bike stuff is doing really well. And uh, we thank those guys for making it happen. Uh, uh, the 2018 and a half kinetic mesh worn by Justin Brayton to win Daytona. We're going to give a set away. 702-586-7857. Jason Thomas, Paul Parabino is going to come on the show. Maybe, perhaps, the seven deuce deuce if uh, we have time. And uh, we thank the folks at Fly Racing for making this happen. Also, too, ProTaper, ProTaper.com, ProTaper Sport line is out. It is launched, and please check it out on their website, whether it's the Fusion Bar, the one-third waffle grip, the Twister Throttle Tube, the Micro Bar, just a few examples of how ProTaper continues to push the limits and experience and, and reinvent the way we experience riding our motorcycles. Geico Honda, JGR Suzuki, Rockstar Husky guys, all using ProTaper Drive and... Uh, Control components. So thanks to those folks for making it happen. Also, get uh, Josh Hill. Yeah, Josh Hill will be racing this weekend on a Monster Yamaha for uh, alongside Cooper Webb, and they both use Get as well to destroy the start and get the whole shot. Uh, whether it's hour uh, meters, whether it's uh, two stroke ignitions, whether it's four stroke ignitions, whether it's uh, you want another um, uh, another uh, port in your <laughs> F injector injector. <laughs> I'll be all right. Whether you want another injector installed in your 250F, which is something that's stock on a Cowie but comes uh, the other uh, top amateur racers are using it, Get Products has got you covered, getdata.com, as well as Maxxis Tires, MXST Tire, coming out real soon, developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. Uh, whether it's your car, light truck, trailer, ATV, mountain bike, and more, Maxxis Tires lets you hook up, pull the whole shot, and beat the competition in any trainer conditions. Maxxis.com. Uh, love these guys, and uh, they've been a big part of what we're doing this year in 18. They want to talk about that new tire. We had MC on the show a couple weeks ago, so uh, it was great to hear from him. Uh, 702-586-7857. Still a few lines open. The 250 West Series picks back up. Aaron Plessinger, 9 points on Savachi, 12 on AC. Of course, Anderson's got 30 on Marv right now, 35, I think, or something. So looking good for Jason Anderson to clinch his first 450 title in the slop of Seattle. I like that. In the slop of Seattle, bro. Um, all right, I'm Steve Mathis with me, producing the show, holding things down, giving me a bombshell right before I went on the air. The Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? Is it about my future here? Is that what you're talking about, the bombshell? You told me that you drink three to four oh. rock stars a day, energy drinks. Yes. Three to four a day. Yes. That's, That's that is not true. good. You And they're big. They're big ones, right? Yeah. Well, they're not like the ginormous, like, because there's, you know, there's the little ones. 
like the eight ounce, but they don't sell those. Those are for sampling. Then they have okay. the sixteen ounce, which okay. is the normal size, yeah. and those are the ones I drink. They've also got these big, like twenty four ounce ones. Okay, but I don't mess with those. Okay, although three I would four. probably only drink two of those big three ones. Three to four of the of the sixteen ounce rock stars a day. I'm trying to cut back, but they're so delicious. Jesus Christ! But it's, it's all sugar free. So you're, you're uh, such a you're such a mild mannered guy. You're so like uh, uh, sort of under. Uh, could, could you imagine what I'd be like if I wasn't drinking three to four? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think right. you'd be passed out, comatose half the time. Good God, everybody! That's true, yeah. Uh, what'd you make of the uh, Indianapolis uh, race? Like we had the uh, the shootout, Ace West shootout, and then yeah. the ruts and everything. We're gonna be in for another. Sort of mess. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I don't really remember a lot about it, but That's I remember too many enjoying energy drinks. It. That's why it's too many energy drinks. You're blacking yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Uh, I have a question for you though. Yeah. If Josh Hill makes the main event, yes. will you go interview him afterward? No. No, why would I? He doesn't like me. Well, why would I want to talk to him? Well, you I, used I, to have him on your show. And I, I know that he has I know, and then and he turned into a douchebag, and then what know. am I supposed to do? What I would love to see happen is mm-hmm. him make the main, uh-huh. and then Crash John, John Gallagher. No, no, no. I don't want to wish <laughs> ill will. I don't want harm on him. Make the main, and uh-huh. then John Gallagher say, you're not allowed to race. You're not allowed in here. You're not allowed in the main what event. What would be the grounds for that? I don't know, but I would love to see that. I would just love to see for him Say, to be denied hey, you know entry, what? denied mm-hmm. entry so into you know the main what? event. We made the mistake. It's better late than ever. We're yeah. going to go ahead and just call it now. Yeah, that's it. You're, you're, you're done. Uh, I, I, I am. That came out of nowhere. And Josh doesn't work for Monster anymore, but obviously he's still intertwined in with them. Affiliation of yeah, some sort. And yeah, and it is a Monster team. But. I, I mean, I don't know. Just to give a shot of Josh on a factory ride, Definitely I don't know, man. Out of the blue, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, for fantasy purposes, we had to argue about his handicap you gonna and everything. Him? You going to pick him? I don't think so. I've seen no. practice. I don't know. I think it's going to be just a shit show, judging by uh, Seven Deuce Deuce's Instagram. Mm. So I, I think everything could be up in the air. Like, he could do really well, or uh-huh. he could go terrible. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. But Flip what, a, what a bizarre call by Yamaha, I think. I don't know. I mean... I guess that remains to be seen whether yeah. or not they're soothsayers was, was or something Michael Brand like that. Was Michael Brandes busy? <laughs> Sean Parolio not around? Um, yeah. yeah, but hey, whatever. It should be interesting to see. Definitely throws another layer of um, of storyline to Seattle. Yeah. The slop in Seattle. Yeah. Let's get uh, Paul Parabinas on the line. We'll get to some phone calls. 702-586-7857. So, with it being a disaster this weekend, or at least we think so, it's calling for rain. It's calling for... Um, overcast conditions. It's already wet. It looks like judging by the seven deuce deuces Instagram. I mean, what are we last year? Eli Tomac was amazing, but it wasn't a full mutter. It was soft. It was ruddy, all of that. And Eli and Eli Tomac absolutely ruled, man. He looked amazing, but this looks like to be a mutter, a Anaheim one, 2005 mutter. Um, if the rain, if the weather forecast holds up, and if we're looking at the track right now, so that could change everything and anything for this championship. Um, Supercross in the mud is never very exciting, never very good, and lots of crazy things can happen. So we'll see how bad it gets, man. It it could be it could be an all timer, or, or you know, maybe this is just all you know, yelling and screaming about the um, the different things, uh, weather and everything else. And it actually turns out to be just like another soft supercross race, like an Indiana- Indianapolis or, or like last year, Seattle. So, uh, lots to talk about when it comes to Seattle. Thanks to flyracing.com. Uh, we're going to give away a set of 2018 kinetic mesh gear pro taper guys. I'm going to give away some tie downs, super sweet trick, patented pending tie downs. Uh, love these things to talk about Seattle and more, uh, speaking of pro taper, it's Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you, man? What up, Steve? How are you today? I'm pretty good, man. Did you check out Adam Entingknapp's Instagram for the track? No, I didn't. Oh Should boy, I? Uh, yeah, it looks looks like it's going to be bad. Um, it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> if you have your phone in front of you, pull it up right now. Um, we, uh, yeah, we say that so much on on a on I know. a you know middle of the week, and these guys are magicians. But this one sure looks like uh, <laughs> it's going to be hard to come from come back from if the track's already bad and it's showing rain. Yeah. Today, so. Yeah. I mean, who knows the weather in the Pacific Northwest changes and everything, but man, it, uh, and Hey, as a former mechanic that you are just the absolute worst conditions for, for a mechanic and for a bike and for a team, huh? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, I liked it because it threw another challenge at, the, at, at this thing, you know? And, um, I think there's probably a lot of, you know, I would imagine the guys at the points leads are sweating it, sweating it, but somebody that's, you know, like for instance, McElrath threw it away kind of last weekend. This could, 
flip the series on its head again, you know, get a whole shot and things happen. So, I mean, uh, yeah, so you can always look at things differently and positively. So, um, no, cool. Hopefully it makes some makes it more interesting for us as fans, you know? Yeah, it could go either way. Um, But uh, you got to really feel for the teams and riders who are in this title chase and then. The skies open up and it just becomes this massive mutter. Please check out Entenap's Instagram. They'll be, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. The, teams and, the teams will be fine. They got tents. They'll be fine. Uh, hey, um, <laughs> thanks, Paul. I was talking more about on the track. Um, hey, so uh, Josh Hill, this this really came out of nowhere, huh? Like, wow. Yeah, super cool, I think, too. I, I had heard he was already planning to race it himself out of just his pickup truck, but um uh, it sounds like Barsha's return got delayed to Salt Lake City. So, um, quick little pickup from a guy that's won a race for Factory Yamaha before and has a, you know, the Monster tie. And uh, obviously, Monster has some kind of stipulation in the Yamaha contract that they need to have a certain amount of bikes on the track for a certain amount of races. So, cool pickup and cool story. And um, yeah, I think he could. Um, I think he can make the main event for sure. Yeah, I saw that Barsha thing about coming back at Salt Lake. So. I mean, if this thing goes well, do you think Hill goes to Mini and Boston? I do. Yeah. I, I think if he's in the main event, uh, he goes to those two and, and fills in until Barsha comes back. Yeah, really, right? What a story, man. Blake Wharton and Josh Hill. Who's next? Who's coming uh, back next? Ryan Dungey. Ryan Dungey? Maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, there, that should make tits happy. Wow. DeCoster shot that down. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, right, of but, course he did. But so. uh, I heard RV, too, going to race the opener. But he's denying that also. I don't know, bro. <laughs> like I said, uh, RV was actually RV was in our office yesterday, and we were talking about gear and stuff. And he said he's slimming down. And I asked him what he's slimming down for. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's been he going, said, I don't know. I'm just slimming down. Yeah, he's been sending me photos of the gym. He's like, I'm in the gym. And I'm like, wow, check yeah. you out. So um, I think he's just throwing throwing salt on the fire or whatever pepper on the whatever you want to call it. But yeah, salt on the fire. Sure, salt on the fire. Why not? Um, That's a weird one. Yeah, let's get to some phone calls here. Uh, first up is uh, AJ. AJ, what's up? You want to talk about Eli Tomac? Yeah, hey, Steve. I uh, just want to say first off, thanks for all you do with the Pulp Empire, man. Sound checks. I'm a huge Blink fan, so I love the AC one. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no problem. I just yeah, did. Keep, uh, keep just, that, man. Those are rad. Uh, yeah, we're going to keep trying them. I just did one with JT. He said Blink, Blink did not make his list, but it was very close. Ah, so terrible. But. Uh, yeah, just about Tomac, man. Uh, we saw him go down to Indy, and then he just kind of sat on the tough block there for a while and pondered life or, or you know, who, who knows what, and then all of a sudden got up and had a fire lit under his ass, and he was, <laughs> he's off to the races again. And Is that, like, something calculated? Is he, re- is he uh, like, gathering his thoughts, getting his heart rate down? What's his deal? You see most riders, you know, they hop up and they oh. want to get back on the bike as soon as they can. I mean, I saw I saw a uh, I saw a video of the crash from the stadium uh, camera, and it looked pretty bad. He drug ruts and or drug his pegs in some ruts, and and mm-hmm. sort of came up short. Um, what do you think, Paul? Like, I guess he's probably like catching his breath, maybe. Paul knocked the wind out of him. Yeah, I don't know. You saw the crash. I didn't. Did he? Did he hit his chest? Did he hit his head? No, I couldn't I really know. tell. Yeah, I couldn't really tell. It it, it it was far away. It was from far away. So. But, but it didn't seem like when he got back up that he was too hurt or no. anything like that or got the wind knocker. He, he, he was out there running great. No, he was unlapping himself from guys and everything. Yeah. Uh, it was another, it's another mystery, Paul, about Eli Tomac, right? I mean, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's kind of almost par for the course. Like, he, he, he has big ones every once in a while, and he yeah. takes his time getting up. And, and yeah, if you crash big, he's got to gather his thoughts, I guess, or, or – I don't know. Wait for the yeah. Tweety Birds to go away. Who knows? <laughs> it, I don't know. It, it is bizarre. I'll give you that. If a guy's out that bad and sitting on a tough block, normally he mails it in. You know, so it's, uh, yes, another another mystery and a riddle that Eli Tomac's Supercross season has been, uh, AJ. That's so, the enigma that he is. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, do you uh, do you got a bike, AJ? I do, yeah. I have a 15 uh, uh, Yes. We're going to give you some Pro Taper tie-downs. They're absolutely oh. the best tie-downs out there. They simply crush it. Uh, they'll never come unhooked from the bed of your truck. They'll never have the straps flying around on you. Uh, they'll save your handlebars from being scratched. I mean, pretty much, these these tie downs are pretty much they do everything in life that you have ever wanted. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Steve. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Stay on hold. Uh, Tits will get your information. I, I didn't make that up, Paul. They're amazing. So, I that's why I sent you a pair, and that's why I send uh, you know other people a, a set or two. You know, if they if because I, I honestly believe they're the best tie down you can buy. So. Yeah. Um, everyone I've sent them to now agrees with me after they used them because they're, yeah, they're, they're good. <laughs> you, you, you don't think much of tie-downs until you actually get one, and you're like, wait, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, what's yeah. going on, man? What do you want to talk about, Josh Hill? 
Yeah, hey guys. So I was reading the Racer X um, interview that they had that came out today, and by the sounds of it, he was really talking about how he's not an employee with Monster anymore, but obviously still affiliated, like y'all were saying. But it sounded like the call up to the Yamaha team was put in place more by Monster than by Yamaha, just by his wording. Am I reading that correctly? Um, no, you're probably right. We just talked about that before we before you called. Um, yeah, I would think Monster's not go- Monster has a contract with all these teams that says you have to field X number of riders. Now, you're allowed to have a couple grace periods. You're allowed to have something um, you know, while you try to figure it out. But uh, if you want to keep getting paid, you've got to have a certain number of riders on the track. So, um, yeah, I would think Monster said, hey, how about Josh? You know, And Josh rode there before, and he's friends with everybody. It's an odd choice, though, but but really, Mitch. Who else are you getting? Like, who else would you call though? Like, like who else is in the main event that you could put in on a bike right now? I mean, basically everybody in the main event has a ride. You could, I guess, Brandon Shearer might be a guy, Paul. Like, if you're Brandon Shearer, maybe you're like, hey man, help me out. But he ain't, yeah, but he, he's made one main. Like, I no, I, I know. think they made the best choice. Yeah, they made the best choice they can. That's the thing. They the the big thing is to. Put somebody on the bike that can put the bike in the main event. That's the, I don't think they care so much after that, but they need to have motorcycles in the main yeah. event. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think it's a it's a fine choice. I mean, like I said, no contracts to to, to deal with, no red tape or whatever. Yeah. Just put him on the bike. He's been riding a Yamaha and you know in it's, the snow. But um, <laughs> you know. if I'm Yamaha, I'm probably reaching out to Brandon Shear first and saying, hey, we got one ride or two rides for you here. Uh, and if there's any kind of red tape in, in his team deal, you're like, forget it, I'm out. Like, I what what? And then maybe I'm looking for Josh, but whatever. I think, yeah. I mean, you look at guys who they're going to pick, Mitch, and you know, there's not that many guys. Now, you asked how he would do. I say he makes the main event, and from there, I don't know. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, I say he makes the main event too, and from there, uh, who knows? But I, I mean, I think Josh is a different guy than he was years ago. You know, I think you know he's. He wasn't the kid he was years ago. He's now a working man, kind of. And I think um, you learn a lot when you mature and you enter the workforce and all that stuff. So I don't look for him to pull off or anything like that. I think he's going to give it his full effort. And, um, I mean, I think he could be – I think he could get, like, top 15, honestly. I, I honestly think he can. Well, don't – Yeah, I guess yeah. – Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, Mitch. Well, even the PR that he would be getting, even if he didn't get into the main event, like the PR from just bringing somebody kind of out of retirement seems like it's worth the price of admission alone. So. Sure. Yeah, no, yep, you got a point there for sure. I, I would I would argue a little bit, Paul, that he's changed. He still doesn't let people into parties. So I would still argue a little bit about <laughs> no. that. But uh, thanks, Mitch. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's you're absolutely right. Like, who, who else would they would they really call? You know, it's yeah. everyone's got team and deals. I mean, you mentioned you – know, you mentioned Brandon Shearer. They're they're taking another. You know, they're not adding a Yamaha to the field in that. And when they do that, at least with this, they, yeah, Brandon yeah. Shearer could still make still make the main event. And that's always the goal is yeah. to put as many Yamahas in the main event for any of these OEMs. Yeah, so no, absolutely. It's uh, Blake Wharton and now Josh Hill. It's just bizarre, you know. But uh, yeah, it's cool. It's story. I'm in the media, so this is storylines for us, you know. For sure. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's go 250s a little bit. Uh, Aaron Plessinger, nine points up on Savachi, 12 up on AC. The conditions, even if the conditions aren't as bad as we sort of think they might be, if everything, the sudden say comes out or, or you know, the, it's going to be ruddy and shitty, and I still like AP, Paul, to extend this points lead with these kind of conditions. Yeah, you got to. I mean, I, I think um, if I was Aaron, the big thing that I would have – tried to focus on is to get the you know have the red plate heading into the break because following the break he's got some good tracks you know indianapolis seattle salt lake city um those are good tracks for him he's gonna ride those soil conditions really good so um uh you know he kind of thrives i think when the pressure builds a little bit too so i think it's gonna be yeah he he should be able to have it under control but it is a mud race anything can happen so we saw that almost happen to him last weekend on the starting line when he couldn't make the parade lap so i know um you know it's racing so uh we'll see we'll see yeah it's uh it's been an interesting west coast so we lost christian craig right uh we lost christian craig uh justin hill won the race uh, before the break, and then didn't race. Didn't race any due to a sickness, so he's been in and out. Um, Chase Sexton's well, McElrath had a bad race. Chase Sexton had a bad race. Hayden Melross, we think, is out. Chiz has been pretty good. It's been not as deep as you would think, Paul, to start the year. Like it's things are now clicking off where we're we're seeing kind of 
three or four guys that are really good. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's that's kind of that always kind of happens. But I mean, it's still been you know pretty good parity on both coasts. I'd say you know we have multiple. I think do we have four winners on each coast? I think so. I mean, that's uh that's pretty good. Eight eight winners in the two fifty class. I think that's pretty cool. So um, yeah, who knows what Seattle's gonna. What's what's going to happen at Seattle? Somebody else could get a win. Sexton could get a win. Anything, you know, Cincerillo, I think, is due to win. Can you believe um, he hasn't won? I mean, can you believe it? Jeez, right? I, I, yeah, I mean, he's he obviously he's got the speed to win, and um, but it's just you know he hasn't started at the front enough. I think you know obviously San Diego was the was the one. I think he could have won, but he ran into a, a Justin Hill that was on fire that mm-hmm. night. So um, yeah, I, I look for him to uh, make some. You know, some gains. I think this is the weekend where he, you know he needs to get a whole shot and get a win and, and really start to steamroll for these last few rounds. Mitchell Oldenburg's coming back this weekend for Star, and uh, he's certainly seen, shown speed. He got hurt. Um, he hadn't really had his 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 um the speed has been better than his results, and then he got hurt. But Oldenburg can be a, a spoiler this weekend. Absolutely. I mean, he got on the podium here last year in Seattle. Um, I think from the first lap and practice of the new season at Anaheim he caught a lot of people's eyes he he I he looked fast but um didn't have some things go his way and then obviously in the injury and I have no idea what the injury is about but it seems like he's been off for a while but I do believe he's been riding for a while so I think he's completely ready to come back in Seattle and and try to get on the podium so he probably could have raced Indianapolis but um yeah but like I said he's going to come into a stadium that he's has good vibes with and he's got his first career podium here before so he could definitely be on the podium as well Three races left in the West Series, Seattle, uh, Salt Lake, and, of course, another shootout in Vegas. So as much as it looks great for uh, Aaron and we think he's going to extend his points lead, that, that final race in Vegas, just anything can happen, man. Absolutely, and that's and that's why he needs to try to keep, you know, uh, keep beating these guys and get as much points as he can because, man, you don't want to go into that shootout with a tight points gap. You want to have at least 10, I'd say, to to – and that's still, you know, still a lot can happen at that race because it's going to be carnage, it's going to be wild. So, um, but all you can do is race by race, try to uh, qualify good, get a good gate pick, get a good start, and um, and hopefully the machine finishes the race if it's going to be a gnarly one. I wrote about a, I wrote a column for MX Vice this week, uh, kind of talking about uh, the the end of the series as from a mechanics point of view, slash testing for outdoors, slash building test bikes for outdoors maintaining race bikes, doing the race bikes for the weekend, and then, of course, building an outdoor race bike. Um, do you remember those days? Because I was talking about them, and they're pretty gnarly, man. Um, it was not a lot of fun um, for a mechanic right around now. No, I, absolutely. I remember them, too, and it was um, it was always a lot of work. You know, I always had a rider that was based in California, so you always had the practice bike to deal with. And, and at Pro Circuit, the, you know, those guys do their engines, too. They don't have engine guys. So, I mean, I personally had about – five engines to maintain and yeah. and multiple bikes to maintain and it always gets really crazy between you know vegas and hangtown because you're trying to finish supercross start motocross you're probably going back and forth on your practice bike with a supercross setting and a motocross setting and then you're right. testing and, and it's uh what about it's like uh, ramping up what about like you you only have like i remember we only had one cam or something, one exhaust cam, and you just you were swapping exhaust cams only from bike to bike because you were waiting for a cam to come in or whatever. Like, you, did you ever run into that? That was a lot of fun. No, 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 I didn't. Luckily, you know, at Pro Circuit it's pretty organized, pretty well funded. Yeah. Well, it wasn't uh, so much. You know. It was just more like, hey, we like this cam. We're going to make more of these, but for now, we only have one. And so the guy wants to ride motocross today. Math has put it in. Now the guy wants to ride supercross, put it in, or whatever it was, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, that stuff obviously comes up on all teams. There's been, yeah. you know, a little I, – I mean, I remember for a while we only had one clutch lever that uh, of the ratio that we needed, and, and Dean, <laughs> Dean would – I'd fly home with it, put it on his practice bike. He'd ride with it, and then he'd show up to the track on, you know, Friday night, and I'd, I'd put it on his race bike Saturday morning, you know, because we only have one lever. So right. it, it happens, yeah. It uh, It's amazing. And, and uh, yeah, so as I was saying in the article, like, it is not a fun time for mechanics right now, everybody. They're trying to get everything done and everything tested. And, uh, yeah, it's 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 not a not a good time for mechanics. They're wide open right now. Um, going forward from here, uh, Brad T- Bradley Taft is racing this weekend. He can be good. Phil, Phil will be good in these conditions as well. A couple of guys yeah. that I think if you're playing fantasy or you're just wanting to watch the results – 
they could have some season best in these conditions. Yeah, I, I really believe more so Phil. I think um, Phil will strive in this these conditions, you know, just because he's not a quitter and, and um, he's going to keep persevering because it's not going to go well lap after lap. These guys are going to be missing jumps and, and cross-rutting and, and making mistakes and getting tired, and, and Phil keeps going. So, yeah, he's definitely a, on my fantasy radar this weekend because yeah. it could be nasty, but, um, yeah, I mean, I haven't. I also haven't seen that that RMZ Suzuki in a mud race in a long time either. <laughs> That's a good point. You're right about that. Uh, and they keep adding, you know, horsepower to it, a.k.a. compression, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, so you worked for Mitch Payton for a long time at Pro Circuit. Uh, right now, Silvacci is second in the West. Uh, Adam Cincerillo is third. Forkner is second in the East. Davalos' season has been a disaster. Like, they've won races, but you just – if Mitch doesn't win a title, it's just – it's a disaster year form, isn't it? Like, if, if these guys can't get – if Osborne and Plessinger hold on, what's the what's the team like? Yeah, I mean, obviously winning is always the goal, and they're right there, and it's just um, – I, I, I know they're prepared, and I'm sure they've made gains in this little break. I'm sure they tested and made some gains, and it's really just about the riders executing um, on Saturday night. So, And it, and it starts from the first lap. I, I always feel that. They need to qualify good and get a good gate pick and get a good start. So, um, it, I mean, you've, he's had some slipped, slipped before, and he's had, a, a seems like, more slip as yeah. of recently. So yep. um, the guys just need to show up and do their job and, and get it done and, and whatever it takes to get it done, get yeah. it done, you know. So Yeah, it's 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 been, you know, he, he's had some success, um, w- race wins and stuff, but uh, titles has been, I'm trying to think, um, titles have been tough. Have we got any titles from Mitch in the last, uh, I don't think so. Am I missing any? Yeah. It's been, uh, I, I need to check. I can't remember. But, but, I mean, for him, it's, what do you think is more the reason that it's been a bit of a, uh, not, a, I want to say a total drought, but it's been a bit of a drought for him. I feel like the other teams have caught up motor-wise and, and engine-wise and things like that. Uh, what do you think? Well, I think it's that a little bit. Um, I think the yeah, some of the other platforms that these guys are starting with, like I, I feel the Husky, the KTM, and the Yamaha are a better platform to start with. So mm-hmm. um, they have more work to do that way. But they've also had a lot of injuries to deal with. Um, their team has looked great on paper for a while, and it's it's weird. Like you know, I've I've worked there before, and we've struggled, and it's hard to get things going. But sometimes, like it's just not your year, or and it's somebody yeah, yeah. else's year. I don't know what it is, but sometimes the when you get the ball rolling, it seems like it almost wants to roll by itself, and everything's going good. So they're so close to getting that happening. Like they, you know, Forkner strung together a couple wins, and and you know, uh, you know, there's Joey got a win on the West, but. I think it would, you know, it'd be cool to see Adam come out and get a win, or maybe some of these other guys get a couple wins in a row, and then it really elevates the entire atmosphere and the outlook of the team, and then it spills over to all these guys. So um, it's, you know, they're close, I think, from getting the ball rolling, and and they still have a shot at two Supercross titles. So um, they're still in the thick of it, you know. So yeah, we forgot about Justin Hill winning last year for Mitch, but uh, that is two titles in six years. Baggett was the last guy to win an outdoor title, or a title at all, in 2012, outdoors. And other than that, it was Justin Hill last year. So he went through one, two, three, four, a four-year, five-year title drought until Hill, which is crazy. Think yeah. about it. Lots of wins, lots of wins, but titles. So. Yeah, pretty crazy. So, And, and I, like I said, I think it was a lot of injuries, and it was just uh, timing of some guys that were mature on their way out of the class that were caught fire, like Cooper Webb and... Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see. I mean, like I said, they're still in the hunt for two titles, yeah. so everything's yep. still fine, but, yeah, uh, so maybe, now get maybe, down to crunch time. Time maybe, to do it. Uh, maybe I should calm down a little bit before I, before I... a little bit, yeah, okay. maybe a little, <laughs> uh, Shad, what's up, man? How are you? What's going on? Pretty good. Um, glad to hear from you guys. Hey, I was wondering, uh, what your top five picks on the 450 class for a, for a, a rainy, rutted, technical mudder of a track. Uh, it's that's a great question. If it's a disaster, I still think like Marv and Anderson and Eli and Cooper Webb will be, you know, up there. A shot. I don't think you see like Ricky Ryan upset. You know what I mean? Uh, what do you think? Uh-huh. What do you think, Paul? Don't you feel like the the elite guys will still be the elite guys even if it's a disaster? 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's why they're elite guys because, I mean, in theory, you put these guys on a circle track, I think the best guys are still going to win. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think Tomac, Marvin, Anderson, Tickle, I think, um, Webb, and Wilson, I think, are all going to be good guys uh, in these so, type of conditions. I don't know if I'm missing somebody. but Tickle or Wilson's your your fifth pick then? I think so. Um, I, I need to probably look at some results and see who I'm missing. But uh, Tickle is very good in these conditions. He's done well in Seattle in the past. I think he podiumed on a 450. He won on a 250. Uh, Tickle's very good in these conditions. He, and he would have made an easy podium at Indianapolis if uh, Paul's buddy Dean hadn't knocked him down. So, um, um, Tickle is somebody. Don't sleep on him for sure for these for these for these conditions. Okay. Hey, so. I had uh, one more comment. Sure. Again. Um, uh, Josh Hill. I mean, you know, it's pretty cool he's coming back and all. But you know, from what I've seen on social media, don't you think he spent too much time partying in Temecula to even do any good? Oh, I don't know. Good point. I'm sure he is. A, he is a partying Temecula <laughs> guy. Honestly, I think he's been riding a little bit. He's been racing. He raced in Canada a couple, maybe three weeks ago. So the arena cross, yeah, the re- he got like an eight. Yeah, it didn't, didn't go well. And that's like in Canada, and there's no, no one else really, you know. I know, I know. Um, I mean, nothing yeah, thing, knocking he's, on Canada. He's better than a lot of these guys. He can party and be and be better than a lot of these guys on the track. Uh, <laughs> so, All right, thanks, Chad. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank better. you. Yep. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's interesting, man, and I, I'm, I'm excited to see how he can how he can do. It's a, it's a cool story, no matter how it is. It's a it's a neat little deal for for us. So. Um, all right, Paul. Uh, hey, what else is going on, Pro Taper? What's happening? Anything new and exciting? Obviously, the sport line has been launched. And um, when is that other part coming out that you've been working on? That real cool part. When's that happening? We can't talk about. <laughs> that's is, a that, that, is that a way? Yeah, that's a way. You, you shouldn't even be bringing it up. Why? No, I'm just getting. I'm getting the hype going. I'm not going to say what it is, but <laughs> I'm getting the hype going. Um, so that's a. Yeah, but it's a ways that's, away. That's a way. That's a ways away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, following through with like our, our plan, our sales plan, our marketing plan, kind of making sure all our international distributors are getting their new product and, and, um, uh, working on product development for new stuff for the new season. Um, a lot of marketing stuff, you know, just making sure, uh, every, every, everybody's kind of, you know, we're pushing the products that we have and we're looking at, um, older inventory and trying to move any of that stuff. And, um, yeah, but, you know, we're kind of really in tune with what's going on racing wise. You know, we got the shot to win two supercross titles, I think right now. Yeah. Yeah. Looking um, good for that. Looking good for Anderson for sure. Pro taper, four fifty yeah, supercross champion. Yeah. So, um, by the oh, way, yeah, I, I, I put on the, I put on the soft half waffle grips. I've never been happier. Good. Good to hear. Yeah. Good to hear. It makes my day. <laughs> I bet it does. All right. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Thanks for the time, man. Have a good day. All right. See you. Paul Parabinos from ProTaper.com. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. FlyRacing.com. Check them out, please. We're still giving away a set of 2018 and a half kinetic mesh gear. The same stuff that Brayton won in. So maybe if you win it, you'll win your very next race with that kinetic mesh stuff. Uh, so please thank the thank thank for those guys and, and check it out. Maxis.com. MXST tire coming out soon. Developed by McGrath. We had MC on the show a couple weeks ago. We're going to get him back on, I think, at some point. Also, get destroy the start, get the whole shot. Josh Hill, Cooper Webb, using get out there, as well as uh, seemingly half the teams up in Europe use get as well, uh, whether it's the two stroke ignitions that are selling like hotcakes or four stroke stuff or, or the second injector. I got that. Getdata.com and Pro Taper, as we said, just had Paul Parabinos on. Uh, let's get right into our next guest on the show. He uh, knows a thing or two about race in Seattle. Uh, Jason Thomas, what's up, man? How are you? Not too bad. Just uh, ready for a muddy Seattle race. I, I feel like we say that every year, but we've been pretty lucky over the years, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's been it's been um, it's been um, it's been muddy or it's been ruddy and soft, but not just mm-hmm. pouring rain, right? Yeah, I mean, there you know we had that year in 2006 that was horrible, like full mud. But really, it's just it's a difficult race for the riders most times, but it's. You know, cold and a little windy and maybe a little wet during the day, but the race hasn't been like a full-on mutter very often. Hey, so tell us what it's like um, to race, you know, okay, never mind if it just starts pouring and it gets into be like Anaheim 05. Never mind that. But right, what's right. it what's it like to race a Supercross in Seattle with the ruts and the jumps and triples and everything else as a rider? Like, how is that? It's definitely different because the track gets really slow. So 
you look at a race like in Seattle versus any of the you know the normal dry races, it, the pace is just so much slower, and you have to be kind of methodical and make good decisions. Where you know the the normal supercross track is almost like slot car racing, like you you pick the same line lap after lap after lap, and you're just going as fast as you possibly can. Oh. He's back. You're back. Wait. You're you're coming in and out. We're losing you. And he's gone. Jason Thomas is gone. Everybody. Good information, though, up until then. 702-586-7857. We are going to give away some kinetic mesh gear here. A couple of lines still open. Uh, let's talk more uh, Seattle. Marvin Muskan won Indy in a terrific ride, won by 30 seconds or something. And uh, uh, Dean Wilson got second for his first ever 450 Supercross podium, as well as Brayton uh, getting another podium late in the race. He got by Tickle. Uh, and Anderson rode terrific. He came from basically last to fourth place. So, And, of course, Eli Tomac crashed out while he was in second. So, basically, we had a little bit of everything happen. At uh, at Indianapolis, and uh, conditions are going to be a little different than than Indy, I would think, uh, compared to Seattle. Uh, if you ask me, Indy's going to be a little bit uh, harder uh, than Seattle. Seattle in the past has been almost just sandy, just gnarly kind of deep ruts that change all the time. Whereas Indy, I think, is a harder dirt, more of a clay, and but it's still soft enough where it gets ruts. So I think uh, for me, it's going to be a little bit different each time, uh, each between the two tracks. Uh, it's not going to be quite the same. Uh, let's get to some phone lines while we would try to get back with JT. Mike, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, pretty good. How are you? Good. What's going on? Hey, so, you know, this whole debate about the, the 250F class or whatever and how they're, if they made them all, you know, east versus west at every round, there wouldn't be enough. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, rides. enough rides, right, right, yep. Yeah. So what if you did a like a A class sort of like a factory class? So Mitch Payton could still field three or four riders along with Geico and all them guys, and all the other guys kind of went into like a B main, and so you had triple crown races at a lot more races, and you'd fill that gap in with more racing. You'd have an extra class. Um. Well, who who goes in the other class, or who who's in the? Why is Mitch going to field four guys still? So I would say like do um, privateers or like a rookie class, even you know, to sure. kind of okay, kind of get them in there, and then Mitch could do like a rookie rider in in the one class. Ah, uh, yeah, I got it. Right, yeah. Um, kind of like what I mean. The GPS have EMX classes, which are you know underneath the main classes, and they're for for kids and for guys to kind of get their feet wet at pro racing. So, right. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. That would be um, perfect. It's not a bad idea. I, or some people even talked about a 125 class. Um, right now, though, the program is doesn't have a lot of room for extra races, and in getting rid of the semi races, I think they wanted to get rid of all the races. You know, so um, I get what you're saying. I just don't know if there's enough time in the program for a whole other class. Right. Uh, but but I mean, you have a point. Like, I think that what they want to do is send those people to arena cross. Um, oh, you know, well, that sucks. But, but yeah, I'm, I'd be down with it. I just, I think if you combine the 250 class, the, the, absolutely, Mitch Payton's not going to field four guys. You know, Geico's not going to field four guys. So, um, no matter what. So, um, oh, even, oh, all right. but thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. All thanks. right, JT, you're back. I'm back. Uh, okay, so kind of tell us. We lost you talking about the. You were saying about in a Seattle as a racer. You want to hit the same line every lap. You kind of one that you, uh, you one that you trust, I guess, right? No, I, honestly, I was kind of saying the opposite. Where a track like Anaheim, you can you can hit the same line lap after lap, and it's going to stay, stay consistent. Yeah. Where Seattle, you know, for those of you who are listening who've ever ridden a sand track, you know, the track kind of changes during the whole race. And Seattle is very similar to that. Where a line that's good on the first lap, you know, you're going to have 22 guys hitting it. You know, so say by the fourth lap if it's the you know the main line you've got probably it's been hit 70 or 80 times yep. in that, you know that span so it goes away really really fast so you have to keep looking for new lines and honestly the toughest part of the whole deal for a race like seattle is like the bigger jumps the triple the finish line you start dragging foot pegs about halfway yeah. and then it gets it starts gets it starts getting really really sketchy um, and it just jumps that would seem so basic get really tough <laughs> right. to do for you know do you, especially if they hold the main event for 21 minutes. Yep. Trying to do just the basic jumps for that long gets sketchy. Dude, I can imagine coming around a turn 
and say you screw up uh, the corner or you screw up the, the little jump before or whatever, and now you got to hit a triple in a line that you've never taken yet. And you're like, I hope this is good. That's got to be a scary proposition. Yeah, it is for sure. I mean, you know, you know, I give Feld and Dirtworks a lot of credit because they have really tried to make it safer. And they, if you'll watch this weekend, they'll go out, and if it's not just a full-on butter, they'll go out and fix the triple faces. They'll fix the finish line face because for these guys, man, they kind of throw caution to the wind in these races. And just like you said, they're going to – whether or not they know what that line looks like, they're going to go for it anyway. And if it's, if the track's really beat up, that's how people get hurt in a hurry. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's not a lot of fun towards the end of the main events, especially if you're in a battle and you're not really being careful. Um, yeah, can, you, you know, we, we've seen some big crashes happen in situations like that. Can you follow the dude ahead of you, I guess? Can you get right behind him? And It's not something you normally want to do, but can you can you – Follow. I always like to. I was like to. Yeah, I always like to not follow people because I couldn't see what the line looked like. Yeah, and yeah. When when guys are making so many mistakes, I always wanted to have an exit exit strategy if they screwed up. So for me, I was always trying to get as far away from the person in front of me as I could mm-hmm. because I would just anticipate them messing up, and then you know you didn't really have to worry about it so much. Yeah, um, it's got to be frightening as a racer, man. It's got to be. It's just not very much fun. No, like, you just no. stress a little bit more. Uh, you remember, I know you'll remember, you know, I think 2005 or so, Tim Ferry's story he tells all the time where he was literally adding up his finances in the middle of the main event when he was behind me trying yes. to figure out if he could retire yet or yep. not. Yep, no, he has a story he told. He, <laughs> he was giving everything he could, and you were you were beating him, and he's like, I wonder if I could just retire right now. How much money do I have in the bank? <laughs> uh, because he was so frustrated, and he was riding around, and, yep. was, you know, and you were you were beating him. Uh, yeah, it's a great, great story. Um, hey, so uh, if we have... I mean, Adam Ettingnap's um, Instagram looks looks really scary, looks really bad. Brutal, yeah. But, but let's say yep. let's say the rains don't come and it's okay and it's ruddy and soft, I like Indy. I still like Marv Anderson, Tomac, Webb to be guys, right? I mean, unless we get an Anaheim 05 where anything can happen, I, I still think those guys can rise above, and especially a guy like Marvin. I, I like him to take a win again. Yeah, I don't think it's going to, you know, change too much. And, you know, I was talking this week and, um, you know, I was asked who I thought would be good if it was in the mud. And, and honestly, it's just kind of the same guys, you know. Right. Um, re- really, the same guys will be the same guys. They'll still be fast. It's just the only thing that can really change is you get that X factor of bikes breaking, crashes, all the stupid stuff that can really have a big points impact. Uh, if if nothing crazy happens, you'll still just see the same you know, yeah. usual suspects at the front. It's just when you have all these external factors like rain and mud and you know crashes and all that stuff. That's where you really can see the variants come in. I, you know, as far as the speed level, I don't think it'll change a whole lot. The only thing that's a little riskier in a situation like that is like a guy couldn't couldn't maybe not qualify. You fall in the heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sure. you fall yeah, in the heat and then crashes. Yep. And, right. Because, yep. um, yep. you know, Jason Anderson and Eli Tomac, they're qualifying with their eyes closed if everything's dry. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, and, and I don't even think it's going to take something really dramatic with the way the field is right now. It's so diluted and there's so many people hurt that it's going to have to be something, you know, just crazy dramatic for those guys to not qualify. Do you think Dean Wilson, uh, look, it was ruddy and it was crappy in Indy, but it was still, you know, it was indoors. It wasn't, it wasn't a mutter per se. Can Dean, can Dean take his finish and sort of roll with the confidence a little bit and be more of a guy? Like, he's been good. He's been, obviously, his shoulder injury held him back beginning. And since then, he's a 5-10 to 10 guy. And, but now he got second. And confidence is a scary thing. Can, can he keep this role going? I think so. Um, he should be good. You know, the biggest thing is he just needs to stay out of trouble. And honestly, his starts have really kind of put him behind the eight ball before keeping it going in a lot of these main events. So he's he's always been a guy that he needs he needs confidence on his side. Um, you know, he lost that for several years. You know, he he was such a good 250 racer, and then he kind of lost his way there for a bit trying to make the transition to 450 class. So I think with that confidence and the way the field is right now. If he can get this thing on a roll here, we've still got five rounds to go, mm-hmm. so he can rack up rack up some podiums, and the door's wide open. You know, to me, there's the the trio of Jason Anderson, Marvin Muscan, and Eli Tomac. Behind that, it's wide open, and we've seen with you know Anderson having first lap problems, Tomac, you know, keeps putting it on the ground randomly. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity. You know, we 
last week we very could have likely could have had uh, Marvin, uh, Jason Anderson, or I'm sorry, uh, Dean Wilson and Brock Tick on the podium. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, yeah. if you would have told me that was your podium at Anaheim one, I would have been, I would have told you you're crazy. So um, it's definitely a different scenario, you know, in April than it was in January. What do you think? If you're Bobby Hewitt, are you what, are you ta- are you talking to Anderson and being like, hey, just just you know, keep it on two wheels, be safe, like don't do it. Are you or are you like letting him just be him because he he him being him has got himself a thirty five point lead? Or at this point of the season, are you pulling him aside a little bit, be like, hey man, like remember the bigger picture, remember this. Or are you treating it like any other race and just, just because you don't want to have them thinking too much? How are no, you? I would definitely, I would definitely be in his ear just because, you know, Anderson's such a free spirit type guy that he, I would never say that he's a guy that kind of thinks about caution first mm-hmm. ever in his racing. So I would definitely be in his ear because you got to think this is the first time he's ever been in this, on this stage. And it, this isn't 250 West racing, you know, yeah. it's just not. Yeah. So um, with the way the points are with 35 points and he's already proven that even laying on the ground in the first turn, he can come back to nearly the top five. I would just say, Hey, if, if things aren't going your way, just get some points and let's move on. There's only five of these things left. You know, you've got Marvin who he hasn't been perfect either. So it's not like you've got uh Ricky Carmichael to face down the next five rounds where, you know, he's going to go, you know, throw up five ones on the board. Yeah. Just make some, just make smart decisions. And, I've even heard rumors of, you know, him practicing during the week, and if the track's not perfect and the sections are getting sketchy or the, the track's not to his liking, he just backs it down because he's like, I don't, I don't have to put in these crazy motos right now. I don't, you know, I'm, not, I'm not in my preseason testing or any of that stuff. I, I need to make smart decisions both at the practice track and at the racetrack. And um, I, I think he's got some smart people around him that are, you know, basically telling him, like, hey, you know, um, yeah. discretion is the better of hour at this point. Right. All right. Let's get to some phone calls. Uh, first up is uh, is Toby. What's going on, Toby? How are you? What's happening? Hey, Steve. Uh, hey, so I'm the guy who a couple weeks ago you gave out the first set of uh, 2018.5 uh, kinetic mesh gear. Oh, sweet. Okay. And then also, like, Please, a month or you're, so You're not winning that. this stuff. You're not winning this stuff, Toby. So stop. <laughs> no, 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 no. And then I also <laughs> won the fly, uh, the fly gear bag. So sweet. I wanted to tell you guys, thank you very much for the fly stuff, and you guys have turned me. I got my son now dressed in fly head to toe oh, and awesome. all that stuff. And I've also bought a gut seat cover for my 2018 YZ450, and it's awesome. And I tried the Michelin Star Cross 5. Wow, that's fantastic. That's exactly what we wanted you to do, Toby. So, yeah, thank you. And then I have a question for you. So I am a huge uh, Yamaha guy. So what do you think the 450 Yamaha team is going to look like next year with Karen Cooper maybe going elsewhere and everybody's yeah. been – Bidding for Plessingers, so I mean, who do you yeah. think? Who do you think Yamaha's going to be next year? That's a great question because we all thought Cooper Webb was leaving, and we don't really hear much of that anymore. And Barsha signed for the rest of this year, and he could be their guy for next year. And Plessinger wants to move up, and I don't think Yamaha lets him go. But Webb may want to stay. What do you think, JT? Uh, I think if if Barsha shows any signs of life this year and and from what we saw in supercross i don't have any reason to believe he wouldn't you know and when i say signs of life i mean you know multiple podiums uh running at the front showing he has that fire that he used to have and, and he had at the beginning of this season i think they resign him um the interesting thing for me will be what they do with webb because webb is uh webb's a highly paid guy i mean they threw the they threw the checkbook at webb when they hired him uh a year and a half ago so what do they do with him? Uh, I think you know. I think he's going to have other people coming after him. You know, whether that's Honda or KTM. You know, they wanted him the last time he was he was available. KTM made a big push for him, so I could see them going after uh, going after Webb big time and having Marvin and Webb uh, as their one-two punch. So I think he's if if Cooper does anything this summer, he's going to get some pretty big offers. He's going to have to sort through. Uh, so I could see it being Barsha and Webb if Yamaha wants to pay him again, but I could also see them pulling Plessinger up and it being Barsha and Plessinger. Yeah, I don't see how Yamaha lets Plessinger leave. I know he – I don't think he's going to point out. I think he can stay another year, but he said he's out of there. He he's said this is his last year. But, yeah, uh, and I think so. With the way it's planning out, if, he, if he's able to hold on to this 250 West <clears> title, knowing he's a bigger guy and knowing the opportunity he would have to move up, 
uh, I would see him going because yeah. you look at the 450 situation, there's a lot of open spots between Kawasaki, between Yamaha, between Honda, between KTM. It's a really, really good time to be you know, a, a 450 prospect. Uh, you can really cash in right now. All right. Well, thanks for the call. Uh, appreciate it, Toby. Glad that we swayed you onto the fly stuff and, and Michelin and Guts yeah, and all thank that. thank you so, guys very much, man. Uh, th- I uh, really do appreciate it. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, that's uh, that's why we do it, everybody, so you can experience the joy of wearing fly racing. Uh, Jeremy, what's up? You got a gear question for JT? Yeah, I was just wondering, just in case it doesn't matter, do you do anything to prepare the gear Exactly. In football, we used to spray our jerseys with Pam or cooking spray to make them a little more slick. <laughs> Did the riders do anything like that with their gear? I don't think so. JT, any gear mud tricks? Not really for mud. You know, that's really more for the bikes. Um, the only thing we would ever do is we would maybe spray some sort of similar, similar stuff like Pam or something on the helmets so your mud slides off. Yeah. Um, because the last thing you want is mud sticking your helmet, and then your helmet weight. Instead of a three-pound helmet, you have a helmet that weighs ten pounds, and that really can you know weigh your neck down. And, I, and I've had so much helmet on my or so much mud on my helmet before my neck was sore the next day. So that's really the only thing I've ever seen that actually works. Yeah. All right, Jeremy. Thanks, man. Wow. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh, it's gnarly to have so much mud on your helmet. Man, it's crazy sometimes. Uh, yeah, you can't really do anything else because everything else on your body or on your boots or anything you use to grip with. Yeah. So you can't really use anything else. Uh, David, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Good. What's going on? Hey, how, what do you guys think about uh, – I know you uh, you like to follow the history of the sport, Steve. Uh, with Anderson winning the title this year, if he wins it, like it's looking really good. Mm-hmm. What are the odds of Alden going on a roll with him and maybe Eli Tomac and Marvin Musklin's door is closing because we haven't had a one-and-done champion since Emig in 97, and we know how Alden can get to these well, guys' heads. Remember, Emig uh, won the outdoors in 97 also. You know, he won the outdoors in 96. He won Supercross in 97. Then he won the outdoors yeah. in 97 also. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, Supercross. But, uh, yeah, JT, what do you think? I mean, is Anderson on a roll here, like on a run? Like, is he going to be – Come a next multi-time champion? Uh, I personally don't think so, and I, I don't think that's a slight against Anderson. I just think, you know, he, he did the things he needed to do early in the season. Uh, Marvin made the big mistake in Houston. Eli's made mul- multiple mistakes. But if you want to talk about guys that are dominant, I don't really see Anderson as dominant. He's just done everything right this year, and he's had things fall his way, and he's capitalized on opportunities. So, you know, starting May 19th at Hangtown, and certainly next January at Anaheim, I think it's, it's all up for grabs again. I don't think anybody is really above the other. Um, I just think this is kind of an Anderson's year to shine. All right, there you it, go. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting because, like you said, after three years, nobody wins the title with Supercross. Um, the window's pretty much closed, and it's just an interesting time coming up. Yeah, it, no, you're absolutely right. Yep, uh, it is It is weird how that works. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Cool, thank you. And if Anderson wins this title, he's going to be the first guy – to not be an outdoor champion who won the 450 Supercross title, I think, since Chad in 04. Um, basically, everybody who's almost – Chad's one of the only guys to not have an outdoor title win and get his first Supercross title. So, um, Wow. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I guess that would be, be the, uh, you know, the smaller bike guys coming up that right. would have won before, right? Yep, exactly. Uh, Cody, what's going on? How are you? Hey, Steve. Hey, JT. Um, I just uh, – Wanted to get your take on uh, why the last two races, uh, Eli the first one and Muskan the last one, uh, just why they finished so far ahead of the others. What do you think, JT? Eli won by 20 seconds in, uh, lapped up to eighth, I think, in St. Louis, and Marv won yep. by 30 in Indy. What do you, what, why? Well, you know, I, I think the, you know, the St. Louis one was a little bit different because that was kind of more straight up. I think Eli was just on a different level than everybody in St. Louis. I mean, he was lights out. You know, that was basically the the best of Eli right there. Um, You know, Indy was a little bit different because if you remember, Eli was all over Marvin before he went down, and those two were gone. Um, You know, Dino and Brock were back there, but they weren't really anywhere close to the level of Eli and Marvin. So with Jason Anderson on the ground, they were left to their own devices out front. Eli goes down, and it's kind of Marvin by himself. So there were a little bit different scenarios. Uh, you know, the big thing is that, to me, 
nobody can touch Eli when he's on. Similar to James Stewart, you know, in his heyday. If, if he's firing on all cylinders, it's lights light out for the rest of the crew. But he's had a really tough time finding that consistency that you need to win a title. You know, it's, it's not a one, one weekend, how fast can you go deal. It's four or five months of consistency you have to string together. So that's where really, he's really left the door open. And, you know, last summer was really no different. He did it a, a few less times than he did this, this uh, Supercross season, which has really made the difference. But, you know, we're leaving Unadilla last year, we kind of had no idea what Eli was doing. He was riding around in 10th place. So it's, it's really been a strange situation with Eli this year. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely, Cody. Uh, it's been been different each time. Hey, do you got a bike, Cody? Do you ride? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you want some kinetic mesh gear from Fly? Oh yeah, sure. All right, yeah, I love Fly. Well, thank yeah. you for calling the show and uh, stay on the line. And uh, our guy Tits will get your information. JT Tits drinks three to four rock stars a day. He told me before we went on. Really? Yeah. Holy cow! I yeah, that's that's a lot. I would have some sort of nervous breakdown. Yep, absolutely. Well, I'm still here. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. that. I remember, uh, I remember Chris Gossler back when I was on. Uh, this was in the early days of energy drinks. Chris Gossler was drinking six Red Bulls a day. Jesus, that's crazy. All right, uh, a couple more calls before we wrap it up. Uh, first up, uh, Jake, what's going on? How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. What's happening? Good. Hey, I had a question about last year's opening ceremonies at Seattle Supercross. Um, they seemed kind of uh, lackluster, to say the least. Uh, they just kind of came out and waved to the crowd and then went back behind the stage or whatever. Um, didn't they used to come and ride out on their bikes and yeah, they more of an exciting show? Well, the track. They wanted to save the track. They didn't want guys to go out there and ride it. It was so soft and so... You know, so uh, messy that they just decided to have the guys come out. Um, it's just blame that on the track, man. Oh, okay, so expect more of that this year. I would think so, huh, JT? I would... Yeah, it's just it's just a weather thing, weather and track. Yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah, yeah, it's a bummer for the fans because when things are right and it's inside a dome and they have the lights turned off and the videos, it, it can be really, really good. But yeah, these, yeah. you know, Daytona is kind of the same way where it's really lackluster, and then anytime it's raining, it's kind of the same deal. You know, it kind of kills the fireworks and kills all the the cool things that they can actually. Do. Yeah. So, yeah, Jake, you're probably out of luck this year, too, I would guess. All right, right, no worries. Thanks, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. it. Uh, Hey, man, like, listen, though, the riders don't even ride and do tricks anymore on the opening ceremony. So that's super lame, and that's on them. That's not on Feld. That's on the riders. You guys got to figure it out. What if we got got Uncle Ronnie? What consists of a cool cool trick anymore? Because I I don't know how many more heel clickers I can handle. Well, heel clickers I can't handle. You're right about that. But what about just a good old-fashioned whip? Yeah, I think that's true. Um, you know, I've talked to I've talked to riders about it, and they kind of blame the tracks to say they can't really whip over the ju- the way the jumps are built. But yeah, it would be cool. I mean, Ricky used to you know say what you want about Ricky, but that dude used to throw it upside oh, down. Oh no, it was amazing. He used yeah, he used to just no no f's given, man. Just get right whipped. Uh, McGrath would yep. do the knack knack. Chad would do something. Stu. Oh, those yep. are the days. I want those back. Those are good days. Um, What's up, Dale? How are you? What's going on? Hey, good. Um, hey, you don't care how I am, but uh, <laughs> um, I just want to say welcome back. Uh, man, you, your uh, Moto 60 show makes my lunch break on Thursdays awesome. Good. Good and to hear, Matt. Thank a little, you. A little bit of pulp withdrawals, and you know, it's, it makes it awesome hearing you and JT talk about we're, the weekend race. Excited, bro, so. bro, we're off one week. I think you can handle it. I think you'll be all right. Dude, it's it's rough, man. You guys get me through my work day. <laughs> well, we're back now. So we'll, we're taking another yeah. week off after yeah. the after Supercross, and then we'll be back again. Yep. So thanks, buddy. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, see that? JT, people need pulp. They need pulp in their life. It's amazing. I was a little bummed he didn't think you really cared how he was. I, I don't care. He's right. I don't. Um, it just takes up time on the show asking people how they are. I've, I've, I've been told that by numerous people. Um, yeah. All right, JT, before we go, Seattle this weekend, who's your winners? Uh, it's either going to be Eli or it's going to be Marvin. Uh, I picked Eli, but I'm not very confident. Uh, Marvin is, is so smart and so good in these situations. I I probably, now that I think about it more and more, I'm leaning more towards Marvin because I think he'll get the start and just kind of do what he does. Like, he'll he'll be really smart, choose the right lines, and stay out of trouble. 
but if Eli's on his, you know, one of his nights, there's no one going to touch him on this planet. Well, so I don't. It's going to be one of those two. Remember how good he was last year? He was amazing. It was. Yeah, and I think it's going to be different than that. I think I think it's right. going to be really, really wet and nasty. Uh, oh. And then in two fifty class, I think it's pretty easy. I'll pick Plessinger. Whether yeah. he wins or not, I don't know. But he's, the smart money's on Plessinger. And uh, Josh Hill's results. Give it to us. Makes the main. Uh, I'll say he gets a wet and soggy 12th place. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Uh, all right, buddy. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we'll see you this weekend in Seattle, man. Thank you. All right, guys. See you. All right. Thanks. Flyracing.com, Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get all on board with us. I'm like, be like uh, be like Cody. I think his name was Cody. Support the sponsors, everybody. Discounts galore for you. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Enjoy Seattle. We'll be back next Thursday to preview. Is it Minneapolis or Boston? I forget. I got a ticket, though. I'm going somewhere. Thanks for listening. See ya.